presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bardic College presents Hellfire Nights. My name is Raz, and I'm the storyteller this evening, joined by the entire team, and we are excited to get the story back up and running for you. Last time we were together, we had two separate teams moving about the city. Um, the first one was the gentleman decided to go on a constitutional through the Whitechapel district. They met a very nice young lady there and immediately were set upon within less than an hour by what they believed to be a, several mages from the Kabbalist style of magic, and they definitely are under the impression that these mages were sent by Tevi. Um, they also have now deduced that sigils that were scattered about this quarter of the city alerted the mages or had some way of letting the mages know that they had trespassed. On the ladies' side, the women gathered at Evelyn Wolf's house and spoke to Kiernan, who was who came into attendance there because. Evelyn had summoned him and said she had big news. There was uh, a little bit of blackmail, a little bit of cajoling, um, some talk of turning up the, the temperature on Elijah came up, but we're going to let the team sort of organically come to that themselves in this first part of this episode this evening. Uh, but you know what? Uh, let's just jump right into it because we have so much to cover and literally the powder keg is 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 sparking and hissing as the the wick runs ever thinner in London. We last saw Dr. Uh, Jackal and Ashenbrenner. They were having some some dialogue regarding the, th the events of the evening and some other uh, things that were going on at the university laboratory. Ashenbrenner, you were able to uh, refill your blood pool uh, from samples that Dr. Jackal had lying around and other things. He was able to help you with that. And then the two of you uh, bedded down for the evening. Uh, when the yeah, when Jack, Dr. Jackal awoke, there was a note uh, in his at his lodgings that had come via courier asking that everybody you know reattend at Evelyn's this evening for some very large news. So we're going to pick up there, but we just have to take care of one small thing. Rosamond, you were instructed uh, at the end of that meeting to immediately make contact with they. And you also had some ideas about possibly locating Bartholomew. How did you, did you want to leave Evelyn's house and go back to the Chantry to talk to they about that? Uh, we do have to cover that in an RP setting just because that situation is a little bit daunting. I would go to the Chantry. I wouldn't want it over the mirror. So we're going to take just a couple moments real quick. And you do arrive back at the Chantry. There is no gargoyle, as I said earlier in, in a previous episode. The Chantry itself seems to be quite quite sparse with the number of kindred in attendance. Uh, you, know, the, you enter the great foyer and the staircase is there that has been blackened out that we've discussed. Uh, but no one is there to announce you. No one is there to allow you. Even Charles, who's been in the mirror on the, in the foyer itself trying to keep up with messages, is not currently there. You sense no danger. There's been no warning cry through your, you know, through your awareness, your spiritual awareness. The energy is not different. It just seems like there's a lot of people just out. Okay. Um, makes sense. We're mobilizing 
units for possible battles. So I, I guess I just go up the stairs and try to see if they is still here and present to... Because they wouldn't leave the Chantry unless they had a very damn good reason. They would not normally put themselves in harm's way unless it was, you know, a dire situation. The staircase, though, does not repel back. Uh, it does not allow you up to the top. However, there's nobody to stop you from going down to the basement where two, de- two nights ago, Rennie was secured. All right. Uh, I need her blood anyway for the spell to track down Bartholomew if, uh, per the prince's orders. So I've got to go find her. The prince did say he needs him found immediately. You believe you might be able to track him if with a certain condition of Rennie. So you make your way down the stairs. And lo and behold, the blonde twin is there. The brunette is not. So she is here, but not they. And she sees you. And Rosamond, dear, all went well, I hope. For the most part, yes. Um, You were there when I... The prince asked you to mobilize the units, and everything's going to shit, but all is well. She looks a little manic. That's all. That's <laughs> Relax, child. Everything is going according to plan. Plan? Th- there was a plan to this? Because I was unaware that the Toreadors were going to slaughter us, or try to anyway. Because that, that was something that I was completely blind to. We have many ways that we can deal with the Toreadors. First, we must make sure that Kiernan is squirming, like a worm on a hook, so that when we finally do arrive to save him, he will be eternally grateful. If we just made it simple, it would not seem to be an act of utter sacrifice that we present to him, but a duty. We want him to know that the Tremir are here for him, but we want him to just know that we also may be able to withhold our favor. So... In time, my child, and patience, everything will reveal itself. Please come in. Rennie is calm now. The transformation has begun, but it will take days. Would you like to see the work? Um, she hesitantly is like, I do need Rennie for another reason. You need Rennie? What do you need Rennie for? I believe she may have fed off Bartholomew being his paramour, or is possibly even a child of his, and that and her blood would ha- definitely help pinpoint where he is right now in London, which is, as you know, Kiernan's top priority before all goes to shit. You are more clever than I would have given you initial credit for, Rosamond. Christina would have mewed in the corner and waited for instruction, and here you are free thinking for yourself. I'm impressed, child. Come with me. She walks you in. Rennie is chained to the floor. Uh, there is only one male Tremere in here. He is softly chanting and rocking on his, you know, he's sitting there um, sort of in, in Seiza, like, on his, uh, you know, the Japanese style on his knees. His hands are folded into a, a black robe with this gold and white written all, uh, these arcane symbols written all over it. And he's just, you know, muttering this this prayer over and over again. And every so often he dips his finger into the blood, a chalice of blood in front of him, and he pulls it down across his face onto his lips. And then you watch the blood start to fade and ooze into him. And he just keeps saying these words over and over again. She steps forward and it would be ill-advised, Rosamond, for me to break the circle at this point to withdraw that blood. 
But if you think it would help lead you to Bartholomew, and she is or was his paramour, you may be correct. Maybe she does actually have the blood of Bartholomew still coursing through her veins. I will let Rennie die and we will break the spell. She pulls out a dagger and says, if you think this is the only way to find him. Um, <laughs> that was me, not Rosamond. Uh, she's gonna die if I break the circle. If I go in now, we will have to give up the incantation. I would have to lower the power. I'd have to let everything cease and she would cease to be. I would only have a few moments to extract the blood. We are already changing the nature of what she is. I don't see any other way to find him so quickly, especially with Kabbalah mages, if that is where he's hidden. It is sound thought. Let me collect what you need. She grabs another chalice off of a table, and she looks at the male mage, and he doesn't. she doesn't say anything. She just stares at him for a moment. He knows he's going to... And he stops. And you immediately start to see Rennie's body begin to pull into itself. Um, her, her flesh become, is slowly becoming taut. Her fingers, the bones of her, of her hand are pushing against the front of her fingertips. And it's almost piercing through. It's, it's stretching. And it's like her skin is going taut over the top. Like saran wrap stretched too tight. And she's, her eyes are starting to sink in. And th- th- she walks over and cuts near her neck and pushes down and you hear cracking noise as part of the skull is giving way and she's oozing out this thick black blood coming out of the creature. And the skull literally goes almost flattened. She just... (laughs) As she pushes harder and harder and she gets you about two blood points worth of vitae from it. And the male steps up and just turns and walks out of the room and she brings it to you and by the time she's done... Rennie's arms and legs are already like molting and where the flesh hits the ground, it turns to dust. Here you go, child. Use it wisely. And I hope you're able to find him. Thank you. This. Hopefully her sacrifice will not be in vain. Oh, we are without a gargoyle now, but I will send a message out to the clan. We will find another. We can't be without a guardian. You can say she. Madam, there's something else I feel I must mention after my meeting with Evelyn Wolf. Let us walk upstairs. So she brings you up to the main level. She says, what is it? What do you have for me, Rosamond? You mentioned before this all happened at the meeting with Kiernan saying that he would reduce Toreador hunting grounds and Hellfire Club closing. You told me to find out her sire's name. I know who he is. The grin becomes lustful. The look, the expression on her face, they are usually very controlled. She looks as if somebody who just walked in, male or female, and their significant other threw rose petals on the bed and had the right music playing, Barry White in the background, whatever gets you into your headspace. She just looked at you and her fangs distend. She's actually showing her fangs and she says, Who is it? A renowned Sabbat leader, Niccolo Machiavelli. 
<gasps> she hisses. She's like, Wow, did you find this out, my sweet, sweet Rosamond? Evelyn, I initially had a plan to send one of my own ghouls to her home to find the true name through subterfuge, but she told me in person, thinking that the name would stun me to silence or would put the fear of God into me, which it almost does, because I know Niccolo for who he is. He is a power-hungry madman, if you've ever read his famous work, The Prince. <sighs> I, I crave so much to know. Rosman, why would she tell you this? Was What prompted this conversation that she gave up the name of her sire so willingly to you? We were at the meeting with Kiernan, and she mentioned that she had someone with her that was very prominent, important in the Sabbat clan. Kiernan told me and our companion Simona to leave the room. Later on, she mentioned his name and that he was here in the city. <gasps> she turns and walks to the mirror and she raises her arms up and everything begins to smoke. My child of the Great Pyramid and I, listen to she who calls upon you. She who sends you out into the night to hunt. She who calls upon you this night to hunt one above all others. Leave your stations and your posts. Give up all that you know and have been told prior to this message. Find me, Niccolo Machiavelli, and bring him with all haste to the Chantry. Bring him to me. And then you hear of the other voice of the Runette from somewhere say, Bring him to us. Rosman, sweet Rosman, has found that he lives somewhere within the confines of this city, my children. Waste no time. And you just hear all these acknowledgments ripping through your head. Can I join in? Yeah. She goes, Madam, if I may, I do believe that Evelyn would keep him rather close, considering his prominence in their clan. I don't know if he's in the home or somewhere close by, but that is where I think you should start to look. We, we must. And she's having a hard time speaking calmly because her fangs are long. We must find him. The blood of Machiavelli is so sweet and old. It would be savory wine across our lips and the potency of it would give our spells strength beyond strength find him okay she looks at you she's actually teary-eyed and a small trace of blood has left her right eye and she comes over and kisses you gently on the forehead and says stay on bartholomew the others will find niccolo she kisses you, and then the stairs begin to, the light begins to come down and the darkness descend as she just walks up like a woman who's just had a very, very special moment and needs to collect herself as she makes her way up the stairs. We'll start the next night. So the next night, that, that created a little party happy. harmony. Happy.
<laughs> I, I stay ash and brenner last night oh, was quite man. terrible but i just want a popcorn could shrimp. possibly go wrong tonight Steven buster's popcorn shrimp nachos uh, <laughs> for the record i did not know she was gonna call everybody from their posts but okay it makes sense that she would but you told me the name you told me i cannot wait to wander into this what hey, guys, could possibly go wrong tonight <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> hey, hey guys, we had a really crappy spa day last night. Enough. How did um, I'm how did your day go? Giving everything up, and I literally just got a seat on the Council of London, and I'm literally going to fucking give it up. Uh, me. So Who nine o'clock comes American the next night. Oh my and, um, god. Throughout the day, there's, I, I couldn't hear what you said because you were screaming into your very tiny microphone. <laughs> no, I'm, my, my hands are muffled. I was trying to muffle my cries of despair. I would like to point out that this, I have everybody arrive by nine, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing this to Meta. Nicholas I understand. Would have been gone by then. I'm not bringing everybody into the house now. Oh, look at my Sabat elder sire here. Hello. No, no. What, when she broke the mirror, it was after the meeting with Kiernan. That's when she went home to the Chantry and told no, she. Okay. The so they've had. Time. Correct. So they've already had time to start putting people. Oh, or, no. <laughs> ah, no. So you, you're you're right. You get a, you get him into a carriage before nine o'clock. I'm just not sure he's going to make the boat. So, but we'll, let's move on. So, well, quick, quick question. So, okay, upon waking up, uh, knowing now that Tevi might be an issue, I'm imagining that we might run into the meat man again. So, I'd like if I could to maybe mix together some sort of uh, I don't know if napalm exists, but some sort of deterrent. <laughs> Greek fire, something similar. Yeah, okay, something that sticks and burns. Just in case, because I feel like if things are going to go badly with Tevi, I feel his first attack is going to be to send, you know, Frankenstein's cock ring after us. And I feel like, you know, obviously the doctor didn't find him, so clearly he's still alive. Fire seemed to be the only thing that made uh, Big Boy Hurdy Boom Boom, so I'd like to get something. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I would be more than like happy to assist. If we can make you know, a better concoction. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and give me your science and your intelligence role, um, Doctor. Why, if you have the better stats, you do the concoction with Ashenbrenner guiding and aiding. And what I'll do is what um, Ashenbrenner is going to give you plus two to your dice pool. So, um, what is your science and your intelligence? Uh, so roll nine dice and just tell me how many successes. As, as long as you get three four. successes, you'll be able to come up with a, a more potent concoction than what Ashen Brenner was able to formulate. Nice. <laughs> nice. I almost ran out of D10s. Correct. And a crit fail. And you a got it. Okay. So you're able right? to make something that's strength six uh, four uh, with a direct hit with splash with a splash. It would be strength three. So, yeah. So as long as you when you throw it, you hit him with it, uh, you know, with like a Molotov cocktail. But this is stickier. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's made out of, it's got a formaldehyde base with pectin or something else in it, whatever science demands would, would make it work. <laughs> but yes, you've come up with something that's more oozy and mean than just regular fuel. Beautiful. How many do you think we can come up with? Five. Five. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And I shall call it. And I shall call this my science. Because if you're throwing those, it's probably too close. (laughs) Yep. So I'm going to give two of these to the doctor. Okay. Yeah. And just basically explain, you know, when I was fighting Frankenstein's chode, uh, the issue (laughs) was... Knives didn't seem to hurt him. Acid didn't really seem to hurt him. He didn't seem to like fire. So aim true, my friend. Yes, quite, quite. Uh, I'm going to pump his hand. do not need this, but... uh, (laughs) Vigorously, I know. I concur, (laughs) doctor. I concur. There's a slight maniacal, like bigger, you can yeah. almost see fire. So 9 p.m. arrives and, and you guys, you, you gentlemen were able to do that like 7.30, o'clock. Like doctor was, was sort of cooking it throughout the day in the early evening and you get together, you bottle it, you put it all together. But right, right around 9 or 9.30, everyone is at Evelyn's uh, and, you know, is awaiting. Now, there was news. Uh, so the Evelyn, you know what, everybody, somebody would have had this. The the, the daily paper arrives and for the those of you who had to travel, there's things of that there's been several um explosions in london uh in Uh in different quarters and they're claiming that there's been gas issues with um like one was on the actual street itself an entire street a gas lamp blew up killing several people uh but these were all things that happened during the day um so we're you're, you know it, 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 a vampire sleeping in a box in a house if it blew up that would be something but like a street lamp didn't seem to make sense but there's there's been some odd happenings and they're saying you know tear around London as you know gas gas natural gas supplies you know seem to you know seem to be erupting uh, fire a fireball came out of you know this one uh, warehouse killing five people uh, the warehouse didn't actually burn but the windows all blew out and there was a big plume of fire. But for somehow the warehouse itself was safe. Does this line up with the map? Any locations on it? It doesn't line up with everything Toreador, no. Okay. No. Does right. it line no. up with Tevi's district? Uh, actually, none of it happens in Whitechapel. Okay. okay. Um... Yeah, is there some is there some role like would do any of these locations would would Ashenbrenner know any any connections between these locations? Would that be anybody who has either uh, let's use politics or investigation plus your, plus your wits. Now let's do intelligence. So it's either science politics or investigation plus intelligence, whatever's the better stat of the two lower ones. Go ahead and give me a role. Simona, you would give me a role. Rosman, not so much. It would be Simona, uh, Ashenbrenner and Evelyn. Rosamond, you spend way too much time in the Chantry. Here goes nothing. I have one one critical success. Two one successes. Critical. I have one critical success and two regular successes. So that's four. Okay. The one place uh, that the, the one warehouse itself, beneath it, you know for a fact that it was a fairly recent meeting place 
of Clan Bruja. That's right. We have not seen any Bruja, right? Except Aside from Mary at that Reed. very first meeting. Mary Reed and, and Gregor, uh, Gregory and yeah, Gregor and the, um, yeah. And most of them have been fairly quiet, but this place, exp- this warehouse exploded. Part of the building collapsed, but again, nothing, it didn't burn. Like the, so the fire sounds almost unbelievably either supernatural or weird because you would think that there'd be so many flammables in, in an old warehouse in London. Yeah. But no, it was an old textile mill that still was in operation. It, it was, you know, it's it's an older building, but um, yeah, it 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 blew up, killing five workers and damaging the building, but not nothing burned. Hmm. That's such a shame. Right, right, such a shame. <laughs> All right, so everyone has made their way in. Anthony's let people in and out accordingly. Evelyn, you sent you sent Niccolo out. I'm assuming by private coach. As soon as he awoke, you were like, "Let's get you out of the city." So you would have made your way through now. I'm going to listen. This is Niccolo. We're not going to I'm not going to make any type of assumption that you would have done this casually. You would have gotten him in and out by your securest channels or with your best people. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a civil war about to burst like directly to uh, Janet in Dover. Um, Not my usual carriage, not the flashiest carriage like he left out like the back door, you know, like the right. basement servants' entrance, like okay. rest, like you know, n- nothing would have. I snuck him in. I'm gonna sneak him out. Okay. Also, it's Machiavelli. You'd think he'd be like, you know, he'd have yeah. a way out. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. But he's also he's also Machiavelli, and you know, uh, there's got to be a, there's bravado to the man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's old, and he's and he's and he's careful, and he and he, he's aware of the fact that he's not you know, well-loved in the city. So I'm going to go ahead and make a roll. Oh, dear uh, God in heaven. <laughs> let's just, let's just, everybody stay calm. This is very important. For now. <laughs> Breathe. It's okay. I'm just bummed I didn't get to meet him. You would have loved him. I know, I know. <laughs> just hearing that codpiece story, it's like, sit here, let's talk. Let's build a better codpiece. <laughs> Well, if okay. we Diablerize so, him, we will have a bit of him left. <laughs> Kayla, if you, if, any, if, if a single piece of his, of his beautiful hair is, is harmed because of you, I am not joking. I will eviscerate and cannibalize your character. Moving on. So everyone starts to arrive, Evelyn. And No, no, no. I'm not kidding. <laughs> And y'all think Ashenbrenner's nuts? <laughs> Why am I nuts? I just wanted popcorn, shrimps, and nachos. <laughs> Ashenbrenner's being rather tame this episode. Comparatively, well, well, we did we did just make super napalm. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, all we we've done so far is make all about cocktails. So, so I don't know about that. Napalm. It's Monday margarita night at, <laughs> with, yeah, with the nachos. Exactly, so yeah. we're, I'm hanging out. Um, Extra salt, please. <laughs> everybody everybody is showing up. Uh, last one to actually pop their head in uh, would probably be Ashenbrenner and, and the doctor, Dr. Horatio. They, they come in last. Now, Evelyn, you toyed with the idea before we start actually letting the characters share information. You were toying with the idea of offering Ashenbrenner some property. Yes. Because Elijah is in the middle of a, of, a, of a situation and hasn't 
been able to get feelers out easily mm-hmm. um, until this was over. But he, he, you know, you were thinking about actually offering that. Is that offer something you wanted to pre- to present to him? Absolutely. Tonight, I'd also, like to. Present nobody's it. contacted me yet about a new place. Right. right. This is this would be the third night since you spoke to him, yeah. uh, and he is th- tonight. You're seeing explosions. Things are starting to happen. Uh, he's so close to war that he's afraid. He doesn't really want to send a Tory out just to gotcha. get property. But however, so Evelyn, that's just something else I know you wanted to speak about. So I, I was going to bring it up. Okay. So the, the team is assembled in your study. What do you want to do? Everybody is there. I'd like to have a second with Rosamond. If we're, if we're in that like pre-discussion sure, you know, absolutely. Go ahead. around motion. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. So maybe Ashenbrenner okay. and yeah. uh, Horatio both poll. Uh, oh, hello. I'd like to decide. bounce it off her first because, again, I, at this open, point, I don't whatever. know what exactly is going on. Hello, boys. Uh, hello, Ms. Henshaw. Um, Ashenbrenner and I have... Uh, We've come across some information that I feel might. Oh, you want to learn how to crochet? Expertise, I suppose you could call it. Miss Henshaw, please. Um, I know how to crochet. Actually, now that you bring it up, I very much would love that. But that, that, we're getting off topic. There's, there's Ashenbrenner and I uh, decided to go to Whitechapel last evening and uh, have a bit of sport, if you will. And, uh, well, we came across a most disturbing revelation regarding uh, Rabbi Tevi and his uh, group. As far as uh, your you expertise in the field of mysticism an escort? Uh, I, I did we not see all of the signs myself. looking to have an evening out. Perhaps if we ran into the good rabbi, ask him some questions. Quite delicious, actually, Ah. but uh, no, we were looking for other entertainment in the district. Uh, Not something becoming discussion with a young lady such as yourself. But again, we are getting off topic. Uh, We we did find some information relevant to our search for Bartholomew, perhaps, uh, but also something a bit more disturbing beyond that. Uh, Ashenbrenner, you were the one who noticed these uh, symbols and have a better understanding of what transpired than I, so I I believe I'll leave Uh, it up to you to describe the uh, goings-on. what transpired. I just know that I did not like it. I felt fingers inside of my brain. We were trapped in some sort of never-ending fog. Um... And then I'm I'm just gonna take a second, you know, just you know, a little revulsion at the at the at the remembrance of it, and then I'm gonna pull out the map and and show that's uh, the sigils that were inscribed into the uh, into the under the window and around where we took Vicky, Tracy, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, Vicky, Tracy, Stacy. Vicky, Tracy, Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Ex, ex... Yes, Vicky, Tracy, Stacy. She's she's Latvian. I didn't realize um, we were using her full name. Uh, that I. I was not in control of myself and we noticed these sigils around. Do these mean anything to you? 
Oh, yes, the horrible. But also the, horrible the singing. singing. We must not forget about the singing. Do you know Quite what they were singing, or was it just a mild... all out of sorts. Just vocalizations, no lyrics. Hmm. Probably chance, then. If I can recreate then. the song... Actually, if I can... Is it possible to, like, hum a couple bars? Or is it, like, out of my head? No, 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 no. It's not out of your head. You could, you could give her a couple bars. Okay. So, hang on. This is something that I have to do, because this is me. I want to I wanna perform it very well because i'd love to surprise so, everybody with a beautiful singing voice so what would that okay be? so what's your performance three all right so performance and your manipulation oh <laughs> all right that's an eight folks let's see clem fandango lives <laughs> rosmond uh, you're while the roll's going off you recognize the the, the sigils as sigils of of a, like an alert or a warning Okay, so like a tripwire thing. Yep. Wow, one success. Boo. Really? No. One success. Oh, I man. had three successes and a critical fail, so one success. Oh. Eight dice. Oh. All right, so Ashenbrenner props his hand to his chest, stands there at full tension, expands his diaphragm, <laughs> tries to get tries to get the lungs all in, and uh, as he does so, his barbershop quartet comes off more Kermit the Frog. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to right. find a sound effect of like a seagull oh, cawing bummer. and drop that in for the performance. Well, um, that is a very interesting tune, mind you, but um, these symbols are definitely used it. in warnings. I'm suddenly pissing. Gotcha. It'll pass. <laughs> Look, they yeah, were probably so just that, that chanting in unison. In warnings. But yeah, they were warnings. And they... Okay, so as soon as I hear that, like there, there's a, an audible click, and then it, it totally makes sense. And I, I explained the whole thing, like, okay, we were we were near those, and then mere moments later, they seemed to know exactly where we were. So in case we decide to... I don't know, turn Tevi's head around on his shoulders several times and then remove it from his body briskly, he certainly knows that we're coming. Well, there are ways to dispel these tripwires like any good thief. You know how to move, maneuver around these sorts of things. But if he, these locations are accurate and we follow the trail and she's using the map, pointing her finger at it, I could I could make them lose their power and therefore the mages will have no idea where we are until we are already in the district itself and somebody spots us. Excellent. I I lean in, my eyes are just kind of, you know, excellent. We should talk more soon. Evelyn, uh everyone has gathered. You are dressed in whatever finery you see fitting, maybe red for your or purple for your new station as at once the civil war is over, you are going to be somewhat uh, elevated in, st in standing and in, in the circles of London, but whatever you chose, that's fine. You walk in and uh, everyone is there kind of milling about the, uh, the office itself or sitting. So how would you want to proceed? To get wardrobe out of the way, I am dressed like still like I'm going to the world's fanciest funeral. 
because we don't uh count chickens before they've hatched in this house. So until I know that Niccolo is safely out of the city, that he didn't stay to make mischief or, you know, he didn't stop for a cup of coffee or something, until I know that he is safely in Dover and then away, until we find Bartholomew, until Elijah's head is on a stick, I'm not going to be happy. Or calm. I'm going to be as uptight as Anthony. So everybody enters the room. Are we done Uh talking about my darlings, there is much to discuss this evening, but first, before we get to the uh, the serious, I would like to um, start with something a bit more pleasant. Ashen Brenner. I lean in, raise my eyebrows. I understand that your workspace was sadly destroyed in this messy, horrible conflict. Have you found accommodation as of yet? Where are you staying? Well, I have a a lovely, unheated marble tomb. Um, last night, I I slept in a mortuary drawer. But I'm willing to upgrade. I would very much like you to upgrade as well. I've recently she pushes a Manila folder across the table towards him. This building recently um, fell out of my possession. Uh, it is a old boating warehouse. Lots of steel contraptions, completely abandoned, almost condemned, but it has a lovely um, steel-furnished basement. We originally used it to store shipping compartments and tools, but it has since been emptied, and it is yours if you'd like it. I'll, I'll, you know, kind of uh, receive the the, env- the the folder and sort of flick through it. Now, Ms. Wolf, I don't want people to talk. Why are you being so <clears throat> uh, generous? It was my impression that you um, not loathed me, uh, almost loathed me. I almost loathe everyone. Point. People have a misconception about me. Me as well. Ah, oh, and in that we are in full agreement. Something we share in common. I believe in the vampiric cause more than anything else. And what has happened to you, it's unforgivable. My cause is for vampires. I've built my my reputation, my business around it. I open my home uh, to those who need it, and this is a very small service that I could provide for someone who needs it. This is a safe space. It is an, I'm in the business of offering safety to vampires. If you, don't, if you don't want the building, you don't want the building. I'll get a, I'll get a you know, little contemplative, because that, that actually rings quite true. Um, I'll just kind of, you know, actually give a, give a bit of a half bow and then sort of sit back. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the building will, will talk off air, but the building will definitely suit your needs. It it has several different, you know, ways of egress, maybe a little closer to the water than you wanted because it was a storage yard at some point, but it definitely would have 
you know, drunkards and other people around that would be going missing all the time for falling into, you know, that part of the sluice or the rivers, yeah. uh, the river. And so, yeah, it, it would probably be something that would be very functional for you, if nothing else, just as a workshop and not as your permanent residence, maybe. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely do due diligence. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so right now it's, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Wonderful. So the pleasantries are out of the way. Um, and on to the more serious uh, portion of the evening. Uh, I trust you gentlemen had a, a good evening yesterday. Ours was beneficial. Go well, on. It was most certainly an eventful evening. Good might be a bit of a stretch of the imagination. Yes, well, we, uh, we did meet uh, with Miss Mitzi and uh, some other members of the family. And we're given a quite uh, ominous warning uh, regarding uh, the events coming uh, to the head. And after that, we went to Whitechapel, where we found out that uh, the Rabbi Tevi and his flock are setting up uh, what can only be best oh, described as That's beautiful. Uh, preparations for war. Oh, also... Um... I told the good doctor about our kind. Well, great. That is horrifying to think of. Um. Oh, also, uh, the doctor now knows about... I'm going to gesture at all the, the vampires in the room. All this. Oh. He's a smart man. No, no, that was never in doubt, doctor. Um, welcome. Finally, um, your seat at the table isn't shrouded by some sort of blanket of mystery. Welcome. All right, thank you. Yes, it was, uh, honestly, the last piece of the puzzle, uh, as they say, was, uh, when a corpse started talking to me after what, having my blood poured on it. That is usually a dead giveaway that you are not just making pretend. We had I'm a night. very interested to know. Oh, don't worry Continue. about it. It's a, it was a whole thing. Yes, go on. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's a terrible, terrible <laughs> Any moment that now. I shall definitely recite to it's you. It's all coming back to me. Yes, bits and pieces. <laughs> any, any moment now. It's, it's bits and pieces. It's almost like I'm. Scrolling up yeah, through the conversation of it. my mind. Bad. So if I'll, I'll recite it for the people listening as well, and, and it's quick. Too, met, too many dreams come to me of warlords fighting and children from across the sea. I feel the fangs long and dire descending upon London to taste of fire. Old and young weave through the mist and the surgeon before me fears an eternal kiss. But to awaken our kings and queens amid so many voices would drive them to choose dark deeds and dark choices. So let us quiet their screams and smother the cries, and together we will rain crimson hell from these skies. Now let the hand that holds the rose bleed, and from the cracked mirrored glass we shall forever feed. Yes, so that was most definitely word for word the prophecy that I was given the other night. Um, as far as I can tell... Uh, the Delatore, uh, Miss Delatore, I believe uh, Elijah is fond of roses, is he not? 
Well, the rose is the sigil of Clan Toriador, a hand holding a rose, so that's quite comforting. Um, yes, yeah, so don't I, I believe that you and Ashenbrenner will, of course, be seen as above reproach, seeing as you are both assisting in trying to stave off this terrible, terrible conflict that's been foretold, but uh, I believe Elijah may be in a bit of trouble. With, um, we will briefly segue, our events last night, um, the ladies, we had a meeting while you gentlemen were having your night of revelry. Well, that's only fair. Um, (laughs) there was a meeting at my house and, um, we called upon Kiernan. Oh, fantastic. Uh, He should definitely be talking to the loop here. (laughs) Gonna lean forward a bit on that one. And we told him everything. Everything what? Define everything. Because Horatio is still in the dark about a lot of stuff that has gone on when he wasn't in the room. Yes, I second that. The sky is blue. I'm a woman. And Elijah is working with Tevi Brankowitz and moving against the prince. Well, this prophecy is making all sorts of sense now, especially what with Tevi's preparing for war and all that. Ah, yes. So... Uh, Simona gave testimony. Rosamond was there to corroborate. I presented the map um, that we took from Bartholomew's lair. I ha- I'd made a copy, presented it to him. How did he react to the map? Because Elijah... Mm. 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 Where is Bartholomew? We still haven't found him, have we? And that is why we are all here this evening... That is our first priority. We need to find him, bring him to Kiernan. It will raise the Nosferatu. All the pieces will fall into place. Elijah will be snuffed out like a dead candle. Dying candle. And London will go back to some semblance of order. And you don't think this prophecy... Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. The doctor left out uh, that this prophecy was from uh, Morgay's... Yes, well, I didn't feel the need to air that particular piece of information. <laughs> well, there's oops. So, Rosmond, that puts your hackles right on edge. Yes, we, Excuse we didn't hear me? this from some sort no. of streetwalker. I, I, I feel I there's some sort not. of weight behind these words. Morgays, you had a discussion with the Queen of Darkness? Now, Ms. Henshaw, do watch your tone. You are speaking to uh, Ashen Brenner's lady friend now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, she's also uh, <clears throat> my my girl who is a friend. Don't so, be weird. Don't be. Don't be weird. No, don't be weird. You. Oh my. You have done bad things with the Queen of Darkness. Only to one priest. Oh my goodness. You did what? No, we're not going down that road. So Muse was a priest. More gaze. Yes, and also the corpse that my blood was spilled on. Since we're putting all the cards on the table and he looks pointedly at Ashenbrenner. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mouth, sorry. I'm going, to, I'm going to need you to explain everything about that magical ritual right now. Well, it started when we were on our carriage ride to Whitechapel, and uh, 
one of my uh, clan, I suppose you call them, members, uh, said something, and we didn't quite understand what he said, and Ashenbrenner punched him in the behind, and then we all had a good laugh about it, or at least I think Kush was laughing. The horse definitely was. And the Horatio time he was. Horatio is just going to go like, at least half an hour before anything relevant started and just recap the entire night because he doesn't um, when doesn't know if and when anything. Horatio starts to talk about the location, that's when I'll start. No, 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 no. He's not that dumb. He'll okay. like, no, he's, he's like, yes. And then we were brought to the spot that Kush was bringing us and we were led down into a place. Place. And uh, that is when Ms. Mitzi, in a very lovely dress, I must say, uh, introduced us to uh, Morgays, who uh, showed us the most delightful images and uh, gave us the prophecy. And that's really all that happened. Where? So, that doesn't matter. It was a room. Definitely a room. I, it I matters to, it was furniture. to people... There were four walls, if I'm correct, Doctor. I, was there a ceiling? I, uh, possibly. I was a little bit transfixed by the lovely chair. Okay. If you're not willing to talk, that's fine. That's fine. It's not like she's a bringer of death and destruction, and she's also very well known for using her feminine attributes to get what she wants looks at Ashenbrenner. I'm, just, I'm, I'm crossing my arms, just looking right back. Madam, if you are insinuating that Muse and I have carnal knowledge of one another, then that is absolutely inappropriate. <laughs> Ashenbrenner, you're always inappropriate. Yes, but with a capital I. I'll just waggle my eyebrows. Uh, moving, <laughs> moving on. Uh, no. Groucho marks. None of that. None of it. <laughs> so the main, the main issues here, besides the fact that they've run into an ancient Malkavian, is that you do need to find Bartholomew. Now, that Evelyn said that already, right? That we do need to track down Bartholomew post-haste. I did say that that was priority number one because we need to deliver him to the prince to set the plan in motion. I mean, prophecy aside. Rosmond, this would are you hearing that there may be an issue of finding him faster than 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 sooner than later? Are you going to show the the blood that you have now in a stopper or a flask and say that you might be able to locate him? She goes, well, this is uh, Rosmond speaking. As the men have told me, there are tripwires along the borders of the Jewish quarter and inside. Why else would you make a tripwire except to keep people out? Like our kind? Because apparently Ashenbrenner was affected more than Horatio, according to their story. Yes, quite, quite. Yes, I would recommend we don't go back there until we find some way to disable that, because I was... um quite incapacitated. I can handle the dispatching of the sigils and the warning spells, but we're going to need a little bit of muscle. I'm gonna I'm gonna just cross one leg over the other, kinda look around the room expectantly. 
Horatio will stand up. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> Doctor, no, these are Kabbalah mages. They're going to eviscerate you Elmer, with their you, minds. You said and no I offense. You are speaking literally. Yes, I am speaking literally. I am speaking of stronger vampires than us because no offense points to Evelyn. Miss Funeral in full-length gown, not exactly a punching bag. Uh, our artiste, two artistes actually, and a human. I'm gonna bow mockingly. I'm gonna give you a Miss rude gesture. Funeral. Burn. You 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 said funeral. <laughs> you said you looked like you were going to a funeral because you wear all black. Most of us wear all black. With this in mind, Miss Miss Henshaw, if you would let me speak, I have an idea. I have an idea. It would give us muscle. It would give us a distraction. It would give us an in to... First of all, we're not 100% certain that Bartholomew is in Tevi Brankwitz's mage-riddled uh, quarter of the city. So when we find him, if he is being held captive by people with more muscle, looks pointedly at Rosamond, than us, I have a suggestion that we bring someone else into the mix. Someone who wants to see the city put to rights. Someone whose job it is to bust some skulls, as it were. You're talking about Mary Reed. I am. I am. I think we, if Bartholomew is in the Jewish quarter, which I believe our suspicions all lead to there. That's what Elijah told Ashenbrenner and I. Oh, so we know where he is. So actually, as soon as they say Mary Reed, I'll, I'll pull out. I mean, I'm assuming maybe I, I, I got a copy of the newspaper when I saw explosions. I think this might be good motivation because these certainly seem to be some magical fireballs. That went off in a recent Bruja location. And th thinking back on it, that young boy that uh, Teffy brought for examination when he was trying to get your location, Ms. Henshaw, he says very pointedly. Um, thinking back on it, that young lad was quite possibly of magic himself. So that would be further argument that Teffy is trying to use these arts to uh, influence events. I think we write a letter. I think we find her. And we locate Bartholomew and send her in first. I would like to see that. I've heard a lot of good things about her. She seems um, like a maw made of blades and fury. How poetic. I love a good maw. You would all be able to basically guess or ascertain that she may be near the, the damage to her own clan, uh, whatever that whatever caused it. So you, you could make your way there. The other thing is, as we're the information is there's so much of it. We want to make sure that, you know, it, this the, the, the episode moves forward as well. So we're going to say that the characters share all, all of the bits. If you want to omit something at this point, it's probably easier. So we're omitting the, the location, obviously, of, of Morgay's. Yep. Uh, Rosmond, you have another secret. You know how to actually track into 
you believe where Bartholomew may be because of the the blood ritual that you could do. Are you going to use that? Or are you going to let them stumble about and just hopefully? I will use it, but I'm going. I'm gonna bring it up when I get in touch with Mary Reed and like say, oh, you need me there. This isn't just a Tremere trying to, like, get involved with some magic bitches. This is actually a need. Yeah. You're going to tell an Archon that you have blood from a vampire in your possession? I'm going to say I have a ritual that is a tracking device. We have asked Rennie, who was in our care for a time, to... I will. I will. I will tell Mary Reed what she needs to know. But at the end of the day, find the Archon first. Doesn't matter how. I gotta say, Evelyn, that was rather magnanimous considering they're hunting Nicola. <clears throat> but that's good. You know what? Let I retract all that. Let your ships <laughs> fall where they may. Tell her. <laughs> all right. So if if there's nothing else that's going, we're going to assume the team has given up as much information that they possibly could to one another uh, regarding the the last thir- you know. 20 hours or 26 hours or so as a group as a group i'm assuming unless you're telling me differently are is the goal right now to activate mary reed point her in the right direction and then go after bartholomew if so are you having her do the entire thing are you going to help her by diffusing the sigils first should rosman head in that direction with somebody else while the others search for mary reed what's the plan for you for how you want to sort of get this done i will tell you that you're beginning to feel and sense that the clock is ticking and it from Kiernan's own mouth last night, the ladies can, can attest to this and they've already shared it. It's all going down. Like it's, 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 it's coming to a head quickly. If we don't get him soon, we may end up, you know, not having the evidence we need to corroborate the fact that Elijah did this to us. That, right now, that's the key for the other clans is they want somebody to say this isn't Kiernan being sneaky to eliminate the Toreadors because he's openly been aggressive. They don't believe Elijah would turn on his own and burn his own people's houses down. So they want a, a, a ground zero witness in order to activate the gangrel and hopefully draw the Nosferatu out of hiding who are loyal to Kiernan. So he's trying to stack the, the pawns in his favor. That's why Bartholomew is so important to get to tonight. So the gentleman, I know, Mike, you heard some of that because you were listening. Paul had walked, you know, had had done the, his episode. So knowing those things, does the team want to stay together, split up? How do you want to go about activating Mary Reed and getting her down there with enough time to do the rescue? Well, before all this happens, I would simply like to uh, just check in as innocently as possible with Simona to see if Bastion is still quote-unquote hiding in a palazzo or if he's actually you know tried to uh tried to be a little more low-key um simona he uh, ashenbrenner as everyone's talking and the maps are on the desk table and we're you know the for the listeners they're image imagining people gathering around and huddling about a table deciding what's the best route what's the quickest way to get places i guess you go ahead ashenbrenner how would you approach it with everything seeming to come to a head I like to know that my, you know, my sire is safe and sound and inquiring about Bastion. I mean, obviously, because I know that he has a fucking Asimite on him, but also like, you know, I'm just hoping that Elijah hasn't pulled that fucking trigger yet because it's such a stupid fucking thing. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, innocently inquire about Bastion. Have you heard from him? Um, Because as everything is coming to a head, hiding in, in a large building 
made of gold might not be hiding. No, I haven't heard from him except for that one note that Elijah had given me the night that I was with you. I haven't heard anything from him. As far as I know, he is still in our home in Italy. I haven't sense of anything because I'm worried about it being intercepted. I just hope that he's smart enough. And she kind of rolls her eyes a little bit when she says that to hide himself, that he has some sense, but I haven't. I think our best bet is to just go along with the plan. I love Bastion, but this is, he did this to himself. He dug his grave, and now he is laying in it. What is the fastest way in 1886 to get a message to somebody? That still takes days, correct? Uh, telegraph. Um, oh, okay. That could laid, only be hours, right? Uh, yeah, depending on how remote they are. But you figure within 12 to 24 hours, a message can get almost anywhere. Like, you, you'd, you'd maybe not to, like, the, the, the Ural Mountains in, you know, the middle of Czech Republic, but you, you'd reach people. It's not like days and weeks any longer, you know, where you're waiting for an actual physical letter to arrive. It's, it's, it's hours to days. Okay. <sighs> hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to, you know, just look around the room and uh, see if I can maybe take Simona aside a slight, slight ways. Mm-hmm. What we discussed earlier, Simona, I believe I have come around to your way of thinking. This has less to do with Elijah and more to do with Elijah's alignment with Tevi. I do not like having my insides fucked about with, with fucked with, fucked about. I do not like having my emotions fucked about. And I think it's very important that you find a way to get a message to Bastion because when I met with him the other day, Elijah told me that he put an assassin on Bastion in case you did not comply with Elijah's demands. I told him it was a stupid decision, unfitting of a primogen, and that he should think of some other option, but I don't know if he has. So I would hate for you to lose Bastion for real because of his rash decisions. And I wanted to let you know that I am allied firmly against Elijah at this point. Simona's eyes go wide and she just kind of takes an ashen burner for a moment and she nods and goes, I'm very happy that you see sense. I understand. I was also on the fence about whether or not to side with our clan, but after everything that Elijah has done, it just, he's not thinking for the clan. He's thinking for himself. Agreed. Ashenbrenner, when I spoke to the prince, I made sure to keep you out as much as possible. I did not tell the prince that you were thinking about siding with Elijah. I didn't put you in danger because I was hoping that you would come around and see sense. 
If our prince can look me in the eye and convince me that he can be a grown-up and a prince of his people, then I'm willing to forget all of this. Just the idea of having the prince with a grudge against us simply for who we are. It's a it's not a very safe place. I don't enjoy feeling that vulnerable. And I agree with you. I'm hoping that once the dust has settled, we're able to sit and speak with Kiernan about how Clan Toreador is treated. I hope that this is an eye-opening experience for everyone involved. But, and Simona takes Ashenbrenner's hand and squeezes it. Thank you for telling me about what Elijah was planning to do with Bastion. I'm going to go speak to Evelyn now and see if there's anything that I can arrange. And she gives another light squeeze and she turns away to go and ask Evelyn about her quickest communication. Okay, so yeah, it would be um, it would definitely be a telegraph. You could make that arrangement yourself. Just have one of Evelyn's people head out to um, a telegraph office. They're, they're, they transmit twenty four hours a day around you know the country. And again, there's relay offices. So basically, you go relay office to relay office, and then it's passed on until it hits the location where it needs to. So that that puts the team back to the discussion of if it's going to be an Archon going in as a vanguard for you or to do the rescue. Do you want to send several of you into Tevi's area to start deactivating these sigils? Do you want to go to Mary Reed and then let her know that you can track Bartholomew into hell with the sigils? Um, Alerting again, you could use them to your advantage. If, if vampires enter from multiple areas, it would make the mages split up and have to deal with them independently. So yeah, you, you, you definitely have some options on how you want to approach the rescue. Here, here is my concern. As I see it, we currently have two options uh, that happen to happen simultaneously. We need to enlist the help of Mary Reed and her people, and we need to start working around these sigils, these traps, if you will. Uh, now, Ms. Henshaw, you seem to be the pivot point on both of these items. You are the one who claims that uh, she can pinpoint Bartholomew's whereabouts using this ritual of yours, and you are also, as far as I'm aware, the only one in our party capable of diffusing these sigils. And you, unless you can tell me otherwise... I do not believe your particular gifts include the ability to be in two places at once. If only that were true. Terrifying. But I could use it if I had knowledgeable resources. Thank you very much. But yes, I could. I, if I need to diffuse the sigils before we go in, we could do a sneak attack and then have the Archon just go right in to get Bartholomew. Or... It's a method of distraction and pulling mages away from the actual place where he's being held. So, Miss Henshaw, is there some way to thwart this horrifying song that they sang at me? Some way to convince them that I am, in fact, ensorcelled when I am not? I enjoy being bait. I'm quite good at it. And they already know 
my face. I feel like I have a certain reputation with these mages. Ashenbrenner, you might be able to, you knowing your abilities and your artistic pursuits, any type of resin or soaked cotton in wax that you could shape into your ear would be because it's an, it's an auditory thing. Literally, Plus, it's just a sound thing. Okay, it's Literally a sound a thing. Ball. Yeah. So if you're able to block your ears up and with your speed, you could probably set off multiple alarms throughout the the quarter very quickly. Okay. So if you wanted to use it as a as a decoy, they would really have to answer. You know, like imagine a, a five alarm fire, but you don't know the actual origin point. Uh, companies would be r- scrambling all over the place. Yep. She, uh, Rosamond would come in with, well, if we used you as bait, Ashenbrenner, and we plugged your ear so you wouldn't hear the chanting, <laughs> because that's how they get inside your head somehow, then how, like, how, she sees the sigil and like, how long would it take to dispel one if she were in the field doing it while he was distracting them? Each one's probably going to take you anywhere from five to seven minutes. And we don't know how many there were. I simply know that within, I, I don't know how far apart they were in that alley, but there were two of them within, what, like 500 feet of one another? So there Every could, bit of it, yeah. So there could be a shit ton of these uh, things. Conversely, Ashenbrenner could just scoot around the district, causing mayhem, use their own magics against them. Mm-hmm. Mayhem? My good doctor, what do you take me for? Uh, the Prince of Mayhem, perhaps? The sort of gentleman who would delight <laughs> in confusing his enemies with their own means, of course. I'm, I'm going to bow deeply. I'll bow deeply. Lady, you flatter me. I am merely a duke of catastrophe. But I will gladly take on this mantle, and I'll, I will kind of hold my hand out towards Rosamond. And then when you are... Shall we create your... chaos together? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Rosamond. We still need you to tell Mary Reed where Bartholomew is being held captive. Not... Unless there's some way that you can give us the information, then we can go and get Mary Reed. Exactly. We don't need Rosamond to deliver Bartholomew's exact location to Mary Reed. We confirm that he's, like, he's in Tevi's Jewish quarter. We have this information. Myself, Simona, and the good doctor go collect Mary Reed, bring her to Rosamond's location, and we will go in and get him. Yes, that that could easily be done where Mary would be able to track or meet you guys at a certain hour. Like, at midnight, meet us here, and I can point out roughly where he is. Yes. I think that's a wonderful idea. Are we in accord on that? I can't go by myself. She'd kill me. Once I'm in the Jewish quarter, I can possibly figure out where his exact location is. Once I get close enough, it shouldn't be too difficult to determine his presence. Is there a way, though, to to at least suggest that he is definitely somewhere in the Whitechapel district? At this point, she's kind of hesitantly going for the vial in her sleeve she's like okay i need to i need to give them a little something so it's like she turns to evelyn and she goes i need you to lock all the doors in the room please if we need to confirm this before we head to an archon and possibly get ourselves killed 
I will run to the nearest door and lock it and hold myself against it and look around surreptitiously. <laughs> Ashen Brenner, I wait, I beg your pardon. Why are we locking doors? I don't know. Because we don't I'm want your it. servants. <laughs> As she t- she like looks at Ashen Brenner and goes, I'm so glad you are my friend. <laughs> but <laughs> she turns to Evelyn and goes, I don't want your servants thinking that. We're witches and have us burned. Fucking Anthony. And she pulls out the vial and, like, shakes it. What is that? It is a potion... It is a potion that I... Is a component for a spell that can hopefully determine his exact location unless the Kabbalah have sent and, like, enacted wards around Bartholomew's confinement. You will not do it in my house. This should at least go through that. No, not in not in my home. If I do it outside, humans could see masquerade over. You've done far too much of your spellcraft in my house as it is. He, she's looking at the map on your desk, telling you, you know, it's very important. I, I can give you this information right now. You know, it's you I just to have to. So badly, Ms. Wolf. They are blood mages. You can't spell blood mage without mage. Yes, Ashenbrenner. And my opinions on uh, Miss Henshaw and her clan have been made abundantly clear. I do not need to rehash them. Do your fucking devil sorcery and then get out of my house. Her face is deadly serious. Like, I'm not joking. I will break your arms. Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes reels, interviews with players and storytellers, and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.